0: Just My- Cure with Amy Cabo Life can bring many difficult situations Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure
1: Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show I'm your host Amy Cabo with my better half,
2: Boris Well, I don't know if it's better half Even though
1: he doesn't like to admit it Our show is available live on your radio Also through our app, The Cure On any smartphone really and our website is godisthecure.com again that's godisthecure.com like the cure we are broadcasting today live from miami through satellite available on radios in more than 11 states among others and soon after the show on any podcast player this show deals with suffering the tenacity of the human spirit the will to survive and the courage to keep moving forward, despite any obstacle, with the help of God and each other. We do provide testimonials to let people know that they're not alone, and in this show, the testimony started with me, having been a survivor of child of child abuse well into young adulthood. We also have experts in several fields and inspirational speakers that are willing to help us with valuable information. As we know, That education is necessary awareness is completely crucial and comfort is always needed i do believe we all suffer or have suffered from something or will suffer something and we hope to be a source of healing for each other my healing came from god but other forms of healing are presented as well to service everyone life can be very challenging But always know, there is always someone who cares. There is always hope. The song we played earlier was My Hero. I got the idea to play this song because, you know, the musicians really showed heart when they put a concert together and for the coronavirus. And so this, My Hero by Foo Fighters, brought tears to my eyes because there are many heroes. We have come to recognize so many heroes, some we didn't know of and some we overlooked. Everyone in the front lines fighting the pandemic and risking their lives for others. Those that are still feeding and supplying us, those that bring humor to the global crisis and social media, the musicians that really showed heart, those keeping us safe and those coming to our rescue. Those are all heroes now. Of all the many heroes that have risen from this tragedy, our greatest hero is God. Just trust Him and watch Him as He goes. The last two weeks we spoke about the COVID-19 pandemic, that what it is, how to prevent it, how it's treated, its effects, the isolation effects on our mental health, We keep coming up with more information and more challenges, and we all have different ways of handling things, and the world is focusing on basic basic survival and human needs. We want to continue talking about mental health, but what about people with psychiatric conditions, like schizophrenia? How do they deal with the situation? And we have a special guest today, Robert Francis, author of the book, on conquering schizophrenia from the desk of a therapist and a survivor. Robert was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 1995, yet that didn't stop him from finishing his master's degree and becoming a licensed clinical social worker, overcoming this disease. And he hopes that his experience with schizophrenia can be a fairy trial to the victory of others. Robert Thank you for being on the show.
0: Gee whiz, it's my pleasure uh, to, uh, to speak with you, Amy. I'm, and Boris, you better half.
2: Well, uh, I'm just in the background, so you'll go right, Amy. <laughs> okay, Dr.
0: Boris.
1: <laughs> and let me tell you, Robert, you are a very, very special and loved guest. I just want to let you know that. that. Because you have overcome you have something a, amazing. You
0: have, a, excuse me, you have such a peaceful and soothing voice. Thank you. <laughs> nice to talk to you.
1: Robert, a lot of us don't even know what schizophrenia is. I mean, uh, unless we have a family member or a friend or we know of someone. Could you briefly explain what it is?
0: Uh, well, it's one of the more serious mental health conditions there are. Um, usually it lasts a lifetime uh and it usually comes on around 20 22 years old not always but usually um and some of the typical delusion uh symptoms are delusions auditory hallucinations and mood disturbance um people often hear voices um and believe things to be true that are not true those are pretty much the defining characteristics of it
1: wow that must be so difficult Um. And, and I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of misconceptions about schizophrenia. Can you share some of those?
0: Certainly. Well, uh, perhaps, not always. Sometimes in the media, it's por- portrayed as somebody who's incapable of controlling their behavior, which is not always the case. Um, and it's always uh, usually also uh, wrapped around, perhaps, the person being violent. Um, but if you look at the population, Amy, just as a segment, um, the, a person with schizophrenia is no more uh, prone to criminality than the rest of the population yeah so I, I just kind of wanted to
2: to, to mention that too uh, thank you David because that's actually I mean Robert, <laughs> it's Robert I'm so sorry <laughs> this is actually one of the most uh, common misconceptions about schizophrenia that people think that they're violent. You know, it's not really
1: their fault. It's the environment. It's the media. Anytime you see a show that has bipolar in it, they're always showing the extreme of bipolar one, not a bipolar two. And that's just, just what we see. And that's why we have people like Robert that can share with us otherwise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i try to set the record straight, right? Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm one of those because I, I get you. I get you, Robert. But tell Thank me. You. What you get these hallucinations and things that are so real, they're very visual, and you really hear them. And they're so real. Tell me what are necessary ingredients for a person dealing with schizophrenia? What is it that they need to get by?
0: It's a combination of factors, as you might imagine, Amy. Um, You know, family support uh, certainly helps. To have a a social network around the person certainly helps. Uh, The lone soldier in schizophrenia is often a difficult combination. Um, Oftentimes people need support from family and friends and a social network. Um, In my case, and not everybody, I I, uh, have been on medications for over 25 years. I've been on the same meds for 25 years, unaltered, unaltered. Um, no dosage changes um, and I found something that works for me um, and it's actually I, I'd like to mention the name of the med it's called positive, Um and it's very effective for many people um, nice. there are some barriers to being able to prescribe it okay.
2: um,
0: but that aside um, that, that is certainly something that is uh, uh, needed um, in my particular case Amy, um, I only recovered via God um, if I did not have the Lord or his presence in my life fully, I, I wouldn't be able to be doing what I'm doing now. So for me, uh, my relationship with God was uh, part of the cure. My that care. is an
1: amazing testimony.
2: See, that's why you're on the cure.
1: That is an amazing <laughs> testimony, Robert, because just the same way that you see things that are not there and that you hear things that are not there but are super convincing. That's what I was thinking when Pickpocket was convincing me of things that were not true until I read The Saints Who Battled Satan <laughs> and I found it was They're Pickpocket. Right. But God is the one that guided me to that book. Otherwise yeah. I was believing things that were not true either and I'm not schizophrenic. Right.
0: So right.
2: How, how, do you distinguish, how do you distinguish things like what's real, what's not?
0: Oh, that's a daily battle, Dr. Boris. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a daily
0: <laughs> battle. It really is, it really is. Every single day I, I struggle with what is real and what is not. And my conclusion has come to the only thing that's real, real for me is God. The rest nice. of it I I, I I I can't figure it out. And I'm okay with that. I've learned to live with that ambiguity about other people, what about they may be thinking, what I'm hearing, what's going on otherwise. I don't know most yeah, of the time. Is. But I kind of reconciled that and become comfortable with that disposition and that perception. Um, But I lean on God heavily for all matters.
1: That's the only way I can do it, too. I get bothered all the time without being schizophrenic. And, you know, like, you know how there can be paranoid schizophrenics and, oh, they're looking at me, they're after me. And then I just tell myself, oh, it doesn't matter. God will protect me. Oh, it, exactly. we're not going to have enough. Oh, it doesn't matter. Right. God will provide. <laughs> right. So, you, it's, you it's could all. Oh. It's
0: true. It's true. Because if you offered it up and you leave it in God's hands, then. And, and, that's, you know? and that's the only
1: thing that can cure any illness, even cancer. I'm Amy Cabo, and this is The Cure. We will continue talking about schizophrenic with Robert Francis when we return
2: and his book On Conquering Schizophrenia from the Desk of a Therapist and a Survivor.
1: We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure.
0: life can bring many difficult situations domestic violence addictions poverty and even sexual abuse by your loved ones the issue is not stay there but to overcome all obstacles and show that with the love of god your husband and your family you can succeed love is the answer god is the cure reveals amy cabo's life a warrior who didn't give up and achieved the dream of her life you can get to know more about her and her story on godisthecure.com or buying her book on amazon.com
1: and now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure welcome back this is Amy Cabo and Boris and thanks for tuning in remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our Cure app through the app app the Cure, under Amy Cabo. That was Deathbed, by Pofu. The song is super soothing, I love it. I can imagine God guiding us gently, saying, don't stay awake for too long. And I'll make a cup of coffee for your head, the way Boris does every morning. Life is short, and we have had many blessings. It may seem like it's all ending. Again, I hear God saying, Don't stay up stressing. Don't be sad. Don't get mad. Trust me instead. With the sun, I'll wake you in the morning. He will get us up and going out of bed. It helps me appreciate every day. We are talking to Robert Francis, who is helping us reveal how to deal with schizophrenia, especially in these trying times, from the unique perspective of a survivor and a therapist. Robert, earlier you mentioned your faith in God was an essential ingredient. How did you come to acquire your faith, and how does it help you in coping with your schizophrenia? Uh,
0: I guess in a sense, uh, in a kind of general sense, uh, Amy, I've been very spiritual since childhood, um, and it was something I always tapped into, um, and uh, but. Along the way with schizophrenia, I've had a lot of uh, trial, and, um, and I've had to turn to God to help uh, ease my burden, um, and uh, when you have a peace with God, um, you know, the details of life don't matter so much. God is the bigger picture, um, and my issues and problems are kind of detailed and smaller.
1: Minuscule. Yeah.
2: So so it's basically not like curing you, curing you but just making you cope with it to an extent so you can live a normal life. Which is great.
0: Absolutely. Well, Absolutely.
1: of course, the closer you get to God, that's the more you should expect Satan to bother you and try to get you to go back. That's only that's only normal. That's only natural. If I, if I were to double I'd do the same thing. So but <laughs> how about if if um how about religious ideations? Could is there a, is, is there a chance mm-hmm. that uh, that they will experience something that's clinically so called as religious ideations I mean you wrote this about in your book
2: On conquering Schizophrenia from the desk of a therapist and a survivor Yeah, right? making What's
1: sense
0: it? of it That's right Boris um, So yeah I mean so one of the symptoms of schizophrenia is what they call clinically called religious ideations and I've had multiple Multitudes and multitudes and multitudes and continue to have so Experiences where I feel like I'm in touch with God Now if you look at it clinically, Amy um, People would, uh, a professional might say Well, you're having religious ideations that are not true Um, You know, it doesn't do you any favor to entertain those kind of thoughts But I've done pretty much just the opposite I've opened my, my arms to such experiences um, and uh, but the one thing that I, I have learned, which is essential with schizophrenia, is you can't act out on what you on my ideations. In other words, if I think I'm interacting with God, I can't say anything uh, irrational to other people about that experience. So I've learned to keep my experiences within my own mind and not talk about them in a social context because it really does no favors. And people will think, you know, oh, he, he thinks he's talking to God. He, you know, it's a red flag. So I've learned to keep my experiences quiet and within my own mind. Um, but I experience them to this day. I experience God every single day, and I feel God touches my life. I just learn not to say things that people would, would equate with religious ideation of a schizophrenic, right? I can it, especially, I can say I believe in. I could say I believe in God. I feel God's presence, but I can't say I was interacting with God in the supermarket today. People say, Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Well,
1: if if they know you're schizophrenic, because not so long ago, I went to a convention where this lady that wrote a book. She said, When I was younger, I danced with God. Now, was God really there dancing with her? Did she really dance with God? Yet she doesn't have a mental issue. So that just means she's spiritual or close to God. That's the issue with having a mental issue. (laughs) That they think it's part of your illness or condition. And, you know, you could just have a good relationship with God. I mean, I I wouldn't think anything of it. I'd say, great, <laughs> everybody has their own experience, and I know life is not easy, it's the harder route, but we handle it much better, and it's, it's, we feel more okay. at peace. Robert, And but when
0: God is number one in your life, everything else falls into place. Just fall, or... yeah.
1: That's it, nice. And yes. everything comes together, one way or the other. I never had perfect timing, now I do. Robert, what has living with schizophrenia taught you about life and people?
2: Wow, Existen- um, existential yeah. question.
0: <laughs> Say that again, Doctor Boris. No, just
2: uh, a very big question. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, the trials, of schizophrenia has really—I mean—it's a punishing disease, um, and one of the most difficult parts of it, Amy and Boris, is persecutory feelings that everybody's out against me and everything. But people are against me. It feels like people are against me. It feels like people in my environment are hostile. But when I offer it up to God again, it's funny because the players in my environment turn benevolent when I have peace with God. But if I don't have peace with God, it seems that the people are hostile. But if I tap into God's benevolence, the perception shifts and people are kind again.
1: That's amazing. Um, that's amazing, Robert. So, mm, Just really quick, because so we're, 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 we're about to end the segment, Robert. What would you tell the parents of an adolescent newly diagnosed with schizophrenia? Or it doesn't start I, at that I, age group?
0: Yeah, yeah. We've come a long way in the treatment. Don't believe the stigma around the illness. Get educated about the illness and know that your, your son or daughter can recover and go on to live a regular life and don't let Excellent. anybody else tell
2: you otherwise thank unfortunately you our time really flew so fast Robert thank, thank you, you for being, being on, on
1: the show <laughs> and <laughs> remember
0: Robert Francis
1: super interesting book on conquering schizophrenia from a desk of a therapist and a survivor and it's got metaphysics, philosophy and theology, amazing
2: <laughs> and where can they find it? well in Amazon and where books are.
1: Yes, anywhere books. Either way it will be in Everywhere. our website. It's
0: on Amazon, yes, of course. And we'll also
1: put the information on our website as we do with all our guests. Of course. Really
2: Thank you so much, Robert. It's God been my bless.
0: pleasure entirely. You too.
2: Okay. Thank you. So, when we uh, s- return, we'll continue with uh, the m- very existential question right now, I guess, about the pandemic. We'll help with helpful suggestions answering some questions and um, we'll, we'll tell you some new treatments that are emerging.
1: You're listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. We will be right back with Amy Cabo and The Cure. So I never really knew you Thought I really tried to Blindsided, addicted Thought we could really do this But really I was foolish up obvious Talking with my lawyer, she said, where'd you find this guy? I said, young people fall in love with the wrong people sometimes Some mistakes get made, that's alright, that's okay You can think that you're in love when you're really just in pain Some mistakes get made, that's alright, that's okay In the end it's better for me, that's the moral of the story, babe Now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Remember, all shows are also available as a podcast. Look for The Cure
2: with Amy Cabo. If anybody has a question about the pandemic, COVID 19, please give us a call 1 866 34 Truth.
1: That was Moral of the Story by Ash. I love this song. All I hear some mistakes get made, that's alright, that's okay, and I can't sing. <laughs>
2: but that's <laughs> what I
1: love about this song. I first heard this song when I was feeling regret. And that's God's sweet way of saying, it's okay that we make mistakes. He knows in the end is better for us. That's the moral of the story, that no one is perfect. We are all human, and this coronavirus has demonstrated we can all be just as equally vulnerable and equally beautiful. Thanks to God who sees past our mistakes as long as we're always trying. We are going to continue talking about COVID-19, the pandemic, and and its effects on us because it's something that's really weighing heavily on all of us. And um, today we have our special guest,
2: Dr. Boris Nikolov. Wow, a special guest. That's so cool! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I became from a background singer, sorry background co-host, a special guest. Thank Producer you. to guests. Wow, that's cool. He wears many hats. Nice. Folks,
1: please, wash your hands frequently. Keep the social distance, six feet away, and try not to touch your face. I know it's hard. <laughs> I do sometimes. That's for me. That's how the virus is transmitted. And if you do touch your face, wash your hands all the time, whenever you can remember. Boris, there's a lot of talk now about wearing masks in public. What do you think about that?
2: I think that it's actually a good idea. The only problem is that don't use the medical masks because they're really scarce right now and they're needed for the medical personnel. But you can always make yourself a mask from some material like clothing or um, you can buy probably one of those material masks on Amazon or anywhere and then the important thing is to wash it every day and try again not to touch your face even though you have a mask and don't think that because you have a mask that's all you need not to get it because that might you know lower your guard and that's not the idea. The idea is for you to keep the social distancing anyway. And just wash your hands.
1: And also, for those of us who do not sew, in case Amazon, all the employees get sick or quit, <laughs> um, there is a way to do two paper towels and fold it, like, tr- like fold it, fold it, fold it, and then fold in the ends and then put two rubber bands and put it around the ears. Really, It's really cool you can make your own with a paper towel. Two of them. Two is better than one. And if you don't get it, you can always Google it. But it's possible. I saw it this morning.
2: (laughs) Well, you can always sew yourself a mask.
1: So Yes, but a lot of us don't sew. Dr. Nicolov, what is new on the front of the treatment? Please inform us.
2: Well, there is a lot of studies ongoing right now which medication can be used for for the COVID 19, and um, there is no clear answer yet, but there is the most promising medication that is coming up is the hydroxychloroquine, which is a medication for malaria, but uh, with erythromycin with uh, azithromycin, but not necessarily. The studies actually show when you use hydrochloroquine, reduced duration of the disease reduced admission to intensive care unit uh, shorter shortness of breath periods the fever gets resolved faster and people don't need intubation so don't need ventilator that is actually done in intensive care unit Uh, but it's still not approved by the fda to treatment to treat covid 19 though in other countries like china and some some countries in europe are becoming Part of the protocol to treat cor- coronavirus approval,
1: approval should go out the window when we're in a crisis and people are dying. And if they're dying and it's better than nothing.
2: Well, actually, FDA approved it now for out-of-use uh, special circumstance treatment for COVID-19. Look,
1: if I'm dying and I can't breathe and I'm feeling horrible, I don't care if it's approved or not. I'm taking it. I agree and also there's um your own antibodies for those who have recovered from covid 19 and um they want to know within two weeks of your last symptom
2: yeah there is a lot of uh and you can save up to three people
1: and you can prevent the infection in others
2: that's a really good thing actually and it's well it's still under investigation it's under a clinical study too and then uh if you need to use it in a situation that you have COVID-19, ask your doctor to go check about that.
1: (laughs) Well, always call your doctor first. Don't just rush to the ER because you think you have COVID-19.
2: Yes, please don't go to the ER, unless you are really feeling sick.
1: The problem is that, you know, when you go to the ER, you can be around other sick people, and you can get them more sick, or you can get more sick, you're also using up the resources that are needed for people that are very sick. So, unless you're struggling to breathe and you need a machine to do it for you, just take Tylenol, rest, lots of liquid, eat well, and you, you can should survive it. this. You can call your You call should survive this.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. But anyway, you can call your, your, your doctor. Call your doctor.
1: Yes, you should always call the doctor and let them know so that they can help you. It's really important because um, we all need to just be honest about things and realize that bad things can happen. Diseases can happen. Illnesses can happen. And the important thing is that we're all in it together, and we need to pull together, and realize that nothing lasts forever, and realize that God will provide, and realize that everything's just momentarily. In fact, we don't live in a third world country. There will never be not enough. Things will always get replenished. The vaccines will come out. There's already treatments. And aren't they working on a vaccine already?
2: oh yes um, there are maybe 11 companies pharmaceutical, big pharmaceutical companies that are working on a vaccine now but this is a solution not for this moment it's going to be available for mass distribution probably next year
1: they say a year I, ha- I highly doubt it I think it's going to be much less Well, it's needed it's very needed it's going to be much less timing I don't think it's going to take that long but, Dr. Nikolov, is our health care system working? Can we handle all these cases of coronavirus infections? Is there anything we should concern ourselves
2: about? Well, the health care system is working. There are certain places that might be overrun, but then the, the government is preparing, like with extra hospitals, um, like the army medical ships are helping out new york is one of those centers right now the so-called hotspots and but it seems like they're getting over the over the pick now speaking of new york
1: i don't understand why cuomo is asking for so many ventilators when there's a 50 percent chance of survival in a ventilator yet he's blocking life-saving medications which is like neglect but you know if they're given these medications there's not so many ventilators needed so that's my take on New York
2: well there is a, a lot of statistical models that are not necessarily true some statistical models say that you New York for example would need only 10,000 ventilators which they do have so
1: well, Cuomo was saying 30,000.
2: Yeah, 30,000 is for the whole United States, the, <laughs> the statistical model that I just read.
1: Okay. Well,
2: hopefully it doesn't get to that point. The
1: thing about this new medication, the acitromycin, hydrochlorochlorine, that thing.
2: <laughs> hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that one.
1: The thing about it is that the spikes that are on this coronavirus, it makes it takes away their efficacy and the cell does not become so friendly to them the cell won't accept them so it actually stops the virus at its tracks it, right it, that's why it's know, more effective in it the reduces beginning. the time of symptoms the time of uh, fever and the person feels well it's almost like i think what a 90 percent success rate for the trials that they've had so far 99 who knows 89 percent. super successful
2: yeah it seems it's working
1: when we're back we'll continue talking with Dr. Boris about the novel coronavirus pandemic we would love to hear from you call us with your questions
2: 1-866-34-TRUTH 1-866-34-TRUTH
1: We will be right back with Amy Cabo and The Cure
0: Can show me how to love, maybe I'm going through a drought
1: Amy Cabo and The Cure. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. I'm Amy Cabo and this is The Cure. The song that just played was blinded by the light, or blinding lights, sorry, by the weekend. I was on my own for long enough. I lived the dark side, felt cold and empty, and I could not see clearly with God gone. I was drowning in the night. Until I felt God's touch, and now I'm blinded by God's light, which has taught me to love better, forgive easier, live in gratitude, grow stronger, serve others, have faith, and encourage hope. It's like a whirlwind, from the time I wake until I sleep, even though the city's cold and empty, it doesn't matter if others judge me, because I'm blinded by the light.
2: I also want to remind you about the contest we started. Let us know suggestions for a song that we can play on the show through our Contact Us page on GodIsTheCure.com and if we play it, Amy will pick it up, you will receive a $25 gift certificate.
1: We're talking with Boris. That's a- me. About <laughs> the current pandemic, COVID-19. Trying to give you guys some more helpful information if possible. Because i know that you probably know so much already
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> so popular in the news now
1: but um let me well we know that you know they were saying boris that the the higher risk individuals were those with underlying conditions and those that were older of older age and this virus is new to us that we're discovering many things we thought that the young adults they didn't have to worry about it the Millennials but kids have gotten infected not so many
2: just one or two right the virus uh, apparently doesn't distinguish who gets infected the difference is certain group of people are more prone to get severe complications and this is uh, people above 60 or people with uh, serious conditions uh, specifically diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, heart obesity, harder heart diseases, asthma. asthma, immunosuppressed patients, and um, they're more likely to get more severe symptoms that require intensive care unit, intubation, and the need of the ventilators.
1: And what are the symptoms? Because there's so many th- symptoms. They can re- we know uh, the regular symptoms are fever cough and difficulty breathing but other other things like loss of touch like loss of smell that is loss of smell and um, there's gastrointestinal changes as well
2: well there can be any symptoms basically that are related to any respiratory infection from uh, sore throat runny nose headaches muscle pains Uh, the shortness of breath, the difficulty breathing, diarrhea, nausea, a variety of symptoms. So if you have any uh, idea that maybe you had a contact with a COVID-19 infected patient, please call your primary care physician and they will be able to help you.
1: And you can have all kinds of weird symptoms. I was sick not too long ago and I thought I had COVID-19. And it was the first time I'd been sick all winter, and I just treated myself like a COVID-19 person. Um, And I thought I was sick, and I had the weirdest symptoms, like a rash that you couldn't see on top of my lip that I only knew hurt when I put lotion in my face. That kind of thing that could only cure with Neosporin. (laughs) So, you can get really weird symptoms. Yeah, but I don't know if you had COVID-19. And it was so surprising and so new to me, I thought, I must have COVID-19. I'm probably dying, but (laughs) that's the dramatic me. Of course I didn't die, and of course I came negative (laughs) (laughs) COVID-19. Yeah. But I did have the fever, and I did feel
2: pretty beat up. Right, well, so you might have had actually COVID-19, but now you Well, then I'm
1: immune, and I can save someone else.
2: Well, let's check you out. Nice. Well, there is Tess speaking about that, there is tests now that are available to check the immunity against COVID-19. So it is very interesting. You can Your doctor can do it in, in their office and, uh, or send to a lab, and it determines whether you had COVID-19 in the past and whether you are immune. Uh, so the tests are becoming much more interesting and sophisticated.
1: Right now they have the test that will show the antibodies within the first two weeks that show up after you've recovered, which is the IgM and soon or during the infection or during the infection, those are uh, uh, antibodies that can be picked up and they stay w- up to a month. But the ones that are permanent are the IgG and soon they're going to come out with a test that picks up on both antibodies,
2: right? There are tests like that right now,
1: or there is okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good to know.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because the tests are just developing. There is a test to determine whether you have the virus in your body and uh, test whether you have the immunity, how your body reacts to it.
1: So let me shoot some questions at you that some people have been curious about. Sure. Can cats and dogs spread the disease?
2: No. That uh, I know. And there is no definitive, definitive uh, proof that that's happening.
1: And yes, I've mentioned that children can catch the disease. It's not common, but they can. Do, do hand dryers kill the virus?
2: <laughs> no. See, there there is uh, these idiotic videos in uh, YouTube and other places that uh, um, that show the people blowing a hi- hair dryer in your nose, but the only thing you can do is actually hurt yourself. It'll feel warm to your nose.
1: Oh well. uh, that's about it. Um, will gargling some substances kill the virus? <laughs> Like, I, th- I heard something about vinegar and something else.
2: No, likely. Please don't gargle stuff that can be very harmful to you. Like, i heard some people are doing bleach. That's very dangerous and you will not kill the virus. But
1: it doesn't hurt to gargle mouth- mouthwash.
2: Mouthwash is important, yes.
1: <laughs> can antibiotics kill the virus? No, because it's a virus. Nope. Not a Oh, you're now. answering
2: your question. That's really cool. <laughs> You can tell he gave me the questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what thermometers detect everybody infected?
2: No, because you don't need to really have fever for this disease. Only a certain percentage of people do have fever. Can Parcel spread coronavirus? Well, that's a very good question. Um, like, if he travels for several days, weeks, no. But if it travels for a day or two, maybe. So you need to be careful when you open it and wash your hands and kind of try to clean it.
1: Well, they suggest that when you order things and the boxes come to your house, leave them outside for, what, about three hours? Is that what you do?
2: Well, yeah, and that depends, unless you have, like, groceries that are really heat sensitive.
1: Obviously. (coughs) But, you know, do leave the box outside. Open it outside and bring the things inside wipe them down and wash your hands.
2: Yes, always That's really wash the safest way. Always wash your hands. Can you
1: catch coronavirus from eating Chinese food?
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who was thinking that?
2: There is some morons on the internet.
1: Is it true that the coronavirus is the deadliest virus known to men?
2: Totally not true. There is viruses and bacteria that are much more deadly. It's just this is very infectious and infects a lot of people hence more people are getting sick and because it's new to us that's why a lot of people are getting sick at the same time
1: they say you can get infected from just speaking to someone you could still it could still be communicable that way well some vaccines like flu and pneumonia vaccines protect you against COVID-19
2: no even if you can get pneumonia because of COVID that's not the same pneumonia vaccine that it's available oh we're almost finishing with today's show only a few minutes left
1: Well then let me say thank you to our audio producer Jasper for being with us today for making the show sound good and making the music possible. And thanks to the Christian Car car Guy, Robbie Dillon-Moore for his continuing guidance. Check out his show, it's pretty awesome. I want to say thank you to the very special people that are on the front lines. The first responders, the nurses, doctors, all other medical staff, firefighters, paramedics, state troopers, army personnel, and police officers. And with that said, I wanted to read a post which my aunt reposted. She is a nurse. I'm a graduate nurse, but she's actually active. To the nurse who was fired for wearing their own mask. To the nurse who has been told they'll be written up for not adhering to hospital policy. To the nurse who has been told they they can trust policy because it's based on CDC guidelines. To the nurse that has worked four, five, six, seven consecutive 12-hour shifts. To the nurse who's supposed to get married soon. To the nurse who has a spouse also on the front lines. To the nurse who was verbally assaulted on their way to work. To the nurse who was physically assaulted by a patient when they got there. To the nurse who hasn't hugged or kissed their family in weeks. To the nurse who has no childcare but must report to work. To the nurse who is pregnant and feels guilty for not accepting COVID cases. To the nurse who is immunocompromised but can't help but feel like she's failing for core workers. To the nurse who watches some people on the outside defy social distancing recommendations. To the nurse who has skin breakdown from prolonged mask use. To the nurse who has just graduated and is in the very first year of nursing. To the nurse who has been denied COVID testing. To the nurse who is a single parent and has had to send their kid away to live with relatives. To the nurse who only shed tears in the shower so that it can drain with the water. To the nurse who has no food or drink their entire shift. To the nurse who is diabetic and now their glucose is low. To the nurse who is skilled in operating the ventilators. To the nurse who wonders what was the point of all those ethic papers back in nursing school. To the nurse being bombarded by media to make statements about their experience. To the nurse who works on a unit that does not have pulse ox cords in some of the rooms. To the nurse who was told they can no longer need N95 per CDC. To these nurses who just gave themselves a cardiac beat prep talk, they can go back out there to the nurse who told them has told or heard patients with suspected COVID patients. Because there's just no more space. And many more. And many more. We are with you. Her name is Sandra. She's a nurse. Thank you, Sandra, for sharing to all the nurses in the world. She says, I feel you. The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information,
2: or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcast of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com